Paychecks in the Office listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. What's up, everyone? It's Chicks in the Office with Rand Graham giving you that Friday energy on a Wednesday. It is Bachelor in Paradise recap time. It Although is. I'm very sad, we do not have our fellow Trent with us, which makes me incredibly sad. Yeah, I can't remember the last time we did a recap, just the two of us. I don't know. Just the two, two of us. We, we can, can make it if we try. Listen, okay. we get yeah, by yeah. with the two of us anyway, we so definitely, we'll we be definitely okay do. without Trent. I'm going to miss him a lot. Trent, we love you. We miss you. We <laughs> cherish you in our hearts ever so it's dearly. Right. <laughs> I, it's, sometimes I get sad because I'm like, oh, God, another golf thing. But then I like see like videos of Phil Mickelson like dapping him up, being like, hey, you getting better on the course? And I'm like, okay. I, <laughs> yeah, you forget that he has a life outside of this room. No, it's, yes. like, it's just like, okay. Maybe it's okay if you missed the Bachelor in Paradise recap so that you could go have conversations with Phil Mickelson. It's only fair. It would be uh, disturbing if we were like, no, Trent, you must talk about Bachelor in Paradise with us and miss that. Yeah. So he's not here, but you got Fran and I. We're going to be talking about Paradise. And I think we're off to a good start. I think it was... A setup okay. episode. Yeah, I feel like you have to address the new. Oh, I was. Gonna, I was going to say there's two housekeeping things that I would like to say before we get into the recap. One, we have a new sign. Now, yeah, we, we I'm do. not going to. I'm good. not. I, it looks great. I'm not going to say anything else except that I do think when we got in our argument last week, I never said that if we remove the neon sign, we would be putting something else there. You know what I'm saying? I think people were like, "Why would you take the sign down? Then there'd be nothing there." We have a new little sign which is very very cute it kind of blow like just blends right in with the wall and the neon sign is still here it's just behind noah you know and noah gets his sign we get this one it all worked out i'm i feel fine about the signs yeah either way i feel okay about the signs i'm not i think it looks with this sign but i think it looks great no i'm not in love with it i think that looks way better than the neon sign would have even lit up that's just my opinion oh really okay Fair enough. It I is just, bright. It pops. No, I feel I, like it's going to pop on camera. It just looks clean. It right. does. Yeah, I like it a lot. I, I just have an attachment to feeling like we would have had a neon sign behind us. would have been very cool. But Look, that's okay. I'm I, feeling I'm, perfectly this is, okay with this is bad. Like so mainstream this now. is bad radio. <laughs> this is bad radio right now. But Well, is. you can watch on YouTube. But like, but like. <laughs> yeah, go subscribe. But like, look at. The, I don't understand why we couldn't get one like this. Right. Well, you know anyways, what I'm saying? We, that we didn't can't talk have about like the right glass now. behind we need to let it and the neon sign go. Yes. No, we we have to let the neon sign go because there is the electrical uh, capacity in this room cannot handle a neon sign. So, but also I think if you go back and watch the first few when the neon sign was lit up, I don't think it looked good. Like I don't wow. think it looked good. I think Hot like take. the the it just blows out on camera. Like I don't know. Huh. Okay. Well. Anyway. Well, I mean, I I trust your opinion on when something looks good or not good on camera. So. 
I think we're good to go. And number two, I would just a little tease because I think people are going to be excited. And I think we should bring it up. What? You know, we we said anybody from Outer Banks, anybody oh, you yes. want to come on yes, the show, yes. we're begging you. <laughs> yes, please. Anybody, any takers. Anybody. Friday's episode will have Jonathan Davis. Thank you, Thank Lord. You. Jonathan Davis. Thank you, Jonathan. We love our you. Our savior. Yes, our Lord and savior. Yep. He will be on the podcast. So we will yep. be talking about Outer Banks season two with Jonathan Davis, a.k.a. Pope. Yeah. But let's talk about Bachelor Just in to Paradise. Get the excitement pumped up for that. Let's get into our Bachelor in Paradise recap, but first... Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah, now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. I'm excited about Paradise this season, I'll say. I am, too. This was a big setup episode. Obviously, not a lot happened, but it seems like a lot is going to happen this season. I like the cast. A lot of Grocery Store Joe talk. A lot. It seems like the whole season's going to be revolved around Grocery Store Joe, which I didn't foresee I did not expect. But I'm excited. Yeah, really did not expect that. Um... It happened, like, once the preview came out last week of Kendall showing up, it was like, oh, okay. The drama's coming with Grocery Store Joe because I don't know if anybody's going to bring it to that level. Mm-hmm. But having Grocery Store Joe back on the beach, it feels right. It feels good. It was definitely a setup episode where, you know, intro to everyone. They, they didn't even have the intro yet. Like, they didn't, you know, they didn't do their classic Bachelor in Paradise intro yet because they were announcing all the cast members. The first half hour was total intro uh, video setups. Like, hey, I'm Brand- I- I'm Brendan. I'm excited to meet Blank. And I'm Abigail. And I'm excited to meet Blank. And so went through all of that. I'm excited. I- I'm very excited for little John to arrive on the beach is what I decided. Because his intensity... When he introed the show at the beginning, fantastic. I feel like Demi and Lil John are going to be a dynamic <laughs> duo. Does that make sense? I just feel like because of the way that they're um, posing the trailer, it's like Demi does something crazy and then Lil John's like, yeah, but obviously that's just all filtered in. I am also excited for Lil John because David Spade. Yeah, well, let's get this out of the way first. I didn't love David Spade, and I thought he was just fine. I I saw people raving about him, like, classic David Spade. The enthusiasm wasn't there for me. I get that's just David Spade's personality, but be a little more excited and not like they have you chained to yeah. the beach to be there because he's just collecting a check yeah he's, he, he's he, clearly collecting a yeah. check but put a smile on your face while you do it david because you're not giving me anything i did get a few giggles i'm not gonna lie he was, I, he there was, was a couple funny there was a but, couple of funny moments but like that's david spade is not like a like i never expected david I, spade to be like welcome to bachelor of paradise like that's just not how he is, is just to be there almost because then like he'll come in the morning be like to Wells what happened and then Wells explains everything and that's pretty much all he does yeah he was there for the intros I think they wanted those uh comedic moments because they had they had the the champagne bottle they had um 
Tammy thinking it was Dave Chappelle. I don't know. It was some weird, weird, weird Imagine it was intros. Dave Chappelle. That would be... That would be the best show ever. It could not... It if would Dave, not be able to air on ABC. If Dave Chappelle was hosting Bachelor in Paradise, would be my favorite show ever. <laughs> just, yeah. just picture that. Uh, it's ridiculous. And John Mayer comes it's out just, it would as be just the bartender. Ridiculous. I feel like Dave Chappelle would just hang out with everyone on the beach. Like, yeah. yeah. Tell good amazing. stories. Yeah. They wouldn't even fall in love. They'd all just fall in they, love with Dave yep. Chappelle. They'd just be sitting around a fire listening <laughs> to like stories. Mesmerized by his words. <laughs> 100%. There, it's uh, The intros were all... The intros were all were alright. All the biggest one... Um, it's probably... Well, we can start with Victoria. You know, Victoria, she made the transition from queen to goddess. I feel like it's my time to transition from Coochie Monster to Victoria because yeah. I didn't get the urge to call her that last night. I almost forgot that it was even her nickname. I didn't send out one, one. You didn't. Coochie Monster tweet. No need to thank me. Yeah. No need to applaud. But I didn't send out one Coochie Monster tweet because for some reason I didn't get Coochie Monster vibes from her. We And we said this on Cutting Sims, but... Bachelor in Paradise does always feel like a clean slate for everyone. They get they come down the stairs and you're like, ah, oh, I forgot about that guy or I forgot why that person bothered me or anything. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see what happens for for them. Carl, I didn't feel that way, but we can get to that. But for Victoria, it was like, okay, you know, she obviously still has her, her stick. She does what she does. Goddess, the whole thing, whatever. But she looked great. I like the blonde hair a lot. She's better as a blonde. I thought she looked... She looked good. Really good. She did. Like, really good. Yeah. Her body amazing. She looked good. <laughs> like, I... She looked really good. Yeah. Uh, so, Coochie Monster is now laid to rest. And Victoria will be using will her now given name. <laughs> yes. Um, Kenny... Vicky, for short. Yeah. <laughs> Vicky, Queen Vicky. <laughs> Kenny um, showed up <laughs> naked. Obviously not naked, because there's no way he could actually be naked. But he probably had some kind of very tiny speedo of sorts on, would be my guess. Um, I was unaware that Kenny was a a nude model at some point in his life. Mm -hmm. And that seemed to be the joke or perhaps a joke that I was unaware of and people were. But I I didn't get it. I was like, I get it. Kenny has a good body. He looks good. He's proud of it. But like, what's the joke about him being naked? I guess that's the joke. I guess that's it too. Yeah. I was also confused, and then during cutting stems, people were writing in the in the chat that he was a nude model, and so I looked up the pictures and can he confirm was a nude model. Can I can confirm, confirm he was a nude I, model. I haven't found the non blurred ones, but I found some ones that were blurred, and his penis is out. Yeah, nude. He's nude. nude. He's nude, holding a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's like very interesting. <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, I'm sorry. I'm looking at these pictures again. He's like smoking a cigarette, all steamy, like fucking legs spread, yeah. dick hanging, holding oh. a chicken. And one of them, yeah. Chicken. Oh, one of them, he's just spreading his butt cheeks open. Sorry, I'm really describing all these. For I know, you, but, but that's. I think that has to be the joke. So <laughs> yeah, that I guess that's what it is. But this is what we were saying too, like. The idea and the fact that they, like, told everyone to go along with I'm the on fact nude. that he's naked. I'm on NudeBros.com. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just wanted everyone to know, I am on NudeBros.com, <laughs> and I have seen the unblurred images. Oh. And I will say no further. Okay. 
Okay, that's fair. I would like to just say that it was ridiculous would to you me. Like to no, see I them. don't. Okay. <laughs> okay, I just was asking. Yes. Just, you have to ask. You are 100%. And I, I would not. I'm, I'm not. good with the blurred version. I saw the blurred. That's all I need to say. I'm see. not Italian, just perverted. Yeah. <laughs> just. <laughs> the, um... <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Oh, the contestants... The contestants, like, having to pretend that he was, like, fully naked also was kind of ridiculous like is because there's no way you know the debate was you naked was you not there's no way that those girls would have reacted the way they did on the beach if he was actually naked no if he was actually naked be like whoa kenny you're naked <laughs> people would be screaming <laughs> i would have ran away you would have ran away i no, as like i would have ran like you're down like, the beach ah, <laughs> like laughing i'd be running laughing but like i would have a much bigger reaction than like going up and being like oh hi nice to meet you right like giving him a hug was naked and just the editors like that would suck yeah as an editor you just every shot like but also just like that's also true i almost would get offended if i hugged kenny or and he like didn't get hard in front of me or something (laughs) (laughs) sorry I don't like we're on the beach. I'm in a bikini. Fifteen? No, he's no. Giving a girl a hug. He's no, getting no, hard. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I didn't mean like that. I know what you mean. Like I just meant like we're all. Do you have that kind of magical power? <laughs> I don't know. I I hold myself to a high standard. No, clearly. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Just continue. Okay. We'll move on, <laughs> shall we? Girls I know who- that guys aren't getting hard from just hugging girls. I'm, I'm out of middle school, I promise. Um, <laughs> a connection right off the bat is like Abigail, Serena P, Corsi Store Joe, um, Ivan. Like they were kind of like the first few on the beach. And Abigail, you know, they're having these conversations like, oh, who do you know? Who are you interested in? And is and everybody's kind of like, ooh, I'm interested in. Serena, I'm interested in this person, like kind of really laying it all out, which is funny because they also have to like pretend that they don't know each other in real life. Like there's no shot that these people all didn't talk before mm-hmm. they showed up. That's why their highs are also, hey, how are you? Because they, they're they like, okay, when we see each other, we're going to pretend like we haven't known each other. Yeah. And it's classic to just be like, hey, you're yeah. mouthing what I'm saying right now. Yes. Yeah. I really want you to hey. cut that, cut that clip later on. Just remember this. Mark, where Fran was mouthing the words that I was saying. Like I don't know why I started thing? to do or that. Like no, no, like she saying. was saying. No, I was just saying, because I was just agreeing with her, and <laughs> she started. but I didn't want to cut her off, so I was just... She was just Were mouthing. Like anticipating what she was saying. It was, you gotta cut it. It was crazy. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> anyway, grocery store Joe looked like he had immediate interest in Serena. You know, they had that. He said that he had a conversation with her you know, he felt like it was uh, kind of like talking to Kendall. And then he started to cry. <laughs> Listen, I, my... This might have been too soon for him. I was smitten with Grocery Store Joe last night. And smitten. I was absolutely smitten. And I think maybe they're just make they're like editing it out editing it in a way that everyone loves grocery store joe yeah. it's like this sweet fun guy who like oh no is reminded of his ex right. but he could potentially fall in love again 
I don't know if too soon is the word. Like they broke up right, a it while been, ago. It, it's been a it's been a couple of years. But yeah. I think when you just return back to the place yes, that correct. it all happened, That's, yeah, 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 is yeah. like oh fuck, I'm getting reminded of when I fell in love here, and it's weird to now fall in love with a different person in right. the same spot that Com- I fell and you're in comparing love. Comparing, yes, like the way he immediately was like that felt a lot like my first conversation with. Kendall was like, oh boy, like yeah, he's gonna be reliving every moment with a new girl in the same exact places. Right. And I do think it's possible for him to like Serena and like get to know her. Yeah. But then they throw a wrench in it with throwing Kendall back in the mix. We saw that in the trailer. I know, like I know. poor grocery store Joe's head is gonna spin off his fucking body when he starts to realize that he really likes Serena and then boom, here's your ex. Yeah. Nobody ever wants to see their and X is going to throw everybody in a tizzy no matter what. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Um Mari came down into the beach and she was very interesting Kenny. She said that from the start. Mari is 25. She had a conversation with Kenny. That was very funny because Kenny right away nude bro Kenny. Yeah, nude bro Kenny right away has to be like, "Hey, so uh how old are you because I'm 40 and I know a bunch of you are like in your early 20s." <laughs> And she was like 25. And he was like, ooh, uh, okay. It's a lot. <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. I did. I like to date older men. We're good. We're fine. Like, was the oldest you dated? 15 years. Oh, same age difference. Oh. And he was like, oh, 15 years? Great. We're totally good. No. I mean, some people are into that. Some people can do it. Not for us. We talked about this. Yeah, I... And, and it's no... It's really no disrespect to the people that can do it because mm-hmm. no, no disrespect. I know of like, you know, some very happy marriages of, you know, parent, uh, uh, friends, parents or like pe- friends of my parents who, you know, there's a fairly big age gap mm-hmm. and they make it work and it is what it is for me. Maybe that'll change if I once I am, you know, a little older in my life. And but as of right now, I just really could not imagine like meeting a 40 year old and being like i really want to go out on a date with you no because i'm thinking about in 15 years when he's 55 yeah and i'm still in my 30s yeah no i don't know that's not gonna work for me like my grandma always says marry younger interesting Oh, I I always go for people a little bit, just like a little bit older than no, me. No, like that's fine. A year that's older fine. and above. That's fine. But what, like you said, once you get to that, if you hopefully are married for a long time and then you do get to that point, then you go younger. Would you rather... It's taxing. This is dark. But oh, boy. You, it's like, them die first or you die first. Me. When you're old. Um... I know, I, I know I'm going to be bad dealing with that heartbreak. Yeah, that's the thing. Then you live alone. Like, if you're but really I, old, like, you're not going to go start dating again. Yes, you do. If you're my, like 80. My, oh, uh, my uh, grandpa, oh, I talk oh, about I'm, this I'm, all I'm, the time. Yeah. My 80-year-old grandpas are I, fucking. Don't you hear? She talks I about know, but all I, the time. All right, I, okay. They have a they have I a feel like not everyone's your grandpa. Life. Yeah. I would No, both of them though. Not everyone's my grandpa, but uh two grandpas. I mean, why do you Maybe think nursing blood. homes have such a high STD oh. rate? Wait, nursing homes have a high STD mm-hmm. rate? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Cuz they're banging mm-hmm. everybody in the nursing. That sounds like so much fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like being in it I'm thinking about cuz I hate the thought of getting older and like dying scares the shit out of me, but the thought of being in a nursing home and have it be like 
high school like everyone like yeah. everyone's flirting with each other i think that's kind and of they're banging on the side sneaking some into some guys rooms. are like two timing oh yeah mike that sounds like fun noah just got a look on his face like i'm interested i would <laughs> actually think i would be, would be after because i'm hoping that when i'm older and closer to that age i have a bunch of grandkids and i would like to keep going <laughs> no i mean i would love to not die as yeah, well. yeah 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 <laughs> you know yes but you're but you would say before your partner that's like the saddest thing like when you're when you're in a restaurant you see like an old person by themselves at a Shit, table. i'm getting real let's move on i'm getting real sad i don't i don't want to die i don't want to die before my partner i don't want to die after my partner i'd rather die with him all right let's talk about dating your uncle Oh god. Dating, or dating your, dating your dating, own uncle? Dating not dating your own uncle. <laughs> Friend. Oh my god. Where are you going dating with this? Dating <laughs> some a girl dating your uncle if you're Where, a boy. Where's your head at? I'm trying to talk about Trey and I don't know how I Listen, did not frame that pop properly. But nobody's dating their own uncles, but No. We're gonna get into all that, but first Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Tejuan came down and was like... What I if, dated Trey's uncle. What if I told you that there was a boy I was interested in? Yeah. And I was like, all right, Fran, I like this boy. I like want to get to know him. Mm-hmm. But I met his uncle on a dating app and mm-hmm. I went on one date with him. It didn't really go well. We were not on bad terms. Nothing happened from it. Can I pursue this boy? I, I, I'm going to stick with what I'm sticking with what I said. And I think it's fine. If the boy... If it's fine with the guy, then it's fine with me. I don't because it's like if it's fine with the uncle like and the like nephew. If it's like the uncle and the nephew relationship, they got to work that out. Like maybe the nephew is like, "Okay, I'm not going to date this girl because you went on a date with her. That's weird." But if he's like, "Oh, you know what? It is what it is." I'm Imagine still going to go wedding, out with her. The wedding pictures with all of them together. And then they always have that, you know, it's to Maybe me, it's just a funny joke. It's just point. like, yeah, they always have that joke after like, remember when you two went on a date? Yeah, and I also just think we need more details because I'm imagining Trey having like a very young uncle and that being the scenario, but I could be totally wrong. Like she could have gone on a date with like Trey's very older uncle and maybe that's a little more bizarre. What a small but, world. Yeah. That in some way, somehow she ended up on a dating app and went on a date with Trey's uncle, and now yeah. he's on Paradise. That was a producer thing. Like, imagine Could be. they're like messing with the dating apps. Yeah, and she said that he was better than the uncle. She did. It was a kiss. Trey clearly seemed to not care. Is what I'm saying. Guys, but Trey still went for it. You know what you got to realize, or what people need to realize: guys don't care if they want. If they want someone. They're just yeah. going to go and for it. it no matter if their uncle dated them or not. We the guy's going to be like, I'm going to I'm going to try here. We don't know, but I would guess that they don't hate each other, but if they did hate each other, Trey could be getting some revenge. <laughs> right, like it could be like a vengeful thing. Yeah. Or it could just be the fact that him and him and his uncle are cool. 
that but is that is where I'm going with this, and it also when does it comes feel down like they spoke it, about it before they got to yes. the par- to paradise. When it comes down to it, it if a guy paradise. wants to hook up with a girl, he's not going to care who she's went on a date with. His uncle, yeah, he's gonna, be, he's gonna be like, "All right, you went on a date with my uncle. Yeah. We can get past that because I want to kiss you." The you way think they you were, really l- didn't know what? Do you think you really didn't know? No, the way that they. Yeah. We're like, hey, I know you. Like, there's just no shot in hell that they didn't discuss this before going on the show. That's just crazy that they're like, yeah, just just act like. Well, that's how they all act. They all act like they don't know I each know. other. I mean, Natasha and and Grocery Store Joe literally host a podcast together. Like, it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they all know each other. They all talk. That's what Blake, Blake on his Instagram story, not Blake Moines, Blake, Blake. What's, you know, Blake. Stagecoach Blake Yep yep. I I always say his last name wrong So I'm not gonna do that But he was on his Instagram stories And was like It's so ridiculous That they all Have to pretend That they Haven't been talking Or DMing each other For like the last few months Like getting ready To figure out Who's gonna be there And like Who they think They wanna be with and Blake not, is pissed because he got his shit blown up. Yeah. And, and so he's like, where are their DMs? <laughs> they're all fucking making out the first night. Like, they clearly had some connections where they all paired off so quickly. Like, Aaron and Tammy paired off in two seconds. Connor and Marissa paired off in two seconds. Uh, Trey and, and, and Tejuan paired off in two seconds. Um, fucking, they had that uncle connection. <laughs> yes. Uh, Abigail and Noah, immediate connection. So... There's just no way that there wasn't, there isn't some communication. But let's talk about Abigail and Noah's date. She got the first date card. Seemed like it was going very well. But then it kind of took a little bit of an awkward turn when she was like, oh, I don't really date much because I just like friend zone everyone. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting because it kind of felt like Noah was like, well, are you just going to friend zone me then? Right, right. What am I doing here? Yeah. Or he felt it more, you know, boys like a challenge sometimes. If he was True. like, I'm going to prove that you're not going to friend zone me. I like Noah's look on Paradise a lot better than I did on uh, The Bachelorette, just saying. I like the stubble without just the yeah. friggin' one mustache. I like cute. I like Noah's vibe. I do like Noah's vibe. He's another one that gets Fun, a blank. That gets a, airhead. Uh, like a <laughs> blank slate. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for Noah. Like yeah. I said, fun, playful, airhead, wants to have a good time. Really likes Abigail, clearly, yeah. from the start, went right for her. Seems like he doesn't have any ill will, could potentially hurt a girl's feelings, but not mean it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Um, so they definitely connected. You know, Like I said, there's kissing all around. Grocery store Joe was having a tough time. Everybody's talking about he's sulking around. He's talking to Wells. He mm-hmm. thinks he wants to leave. He goes to have another conversation with Serena where he's you know opening up a little bit and then she's like oh by the way uh how old are you he's like 35 she's like oh fuck 35 yeah she was caught off guard by that it didn't stop her though it did not because then she was like how old do you think i am he said 24 and she was like haha actually 23 yeah i i'm hesitant about their age reactions to both of them but then they seem to hit it off i know this is what this is where it comes down to too where it's like it's such a, I don't know, it's such a connection thing. It's such a person-by-person person situation. Serena does seem very mature for her age. Like, when you look at it, Kenny and Mari isn't that crazy. It's a three-year difference than grocery store Joe and Serena. It's just you when know? you put the 40. The 40 is, yeah, yeah it, it hits a little bit harder right. for sure. 35 
Uh, but she was really, she was like, oh, you're going to be 40 in five years. <laughs> like, really. And she won't even be 30. Not yet. Exactly. Exactly. But it, like you said, it didn't seem to matter. He still uh, went in for the kiss, which first seemed like a, a stumble. But then he readjusted himself and it looked like a good kiss. Right. I mean, it's uh, he obviously has kissed people since Kendall. So it wasn't like a first kiss after that. But it seemed like he just wanted to make sure it was... Uh, comfortable yeah. he had to yeah. adjust himself so it was awkward at first yeah exactly and like we said i'm not gonna slander grocery store joe for trent that yelled yet. so loud when we were watching he did, it he did like, oh my god yeah he did well it was it was uncomfortable at first but i think we all agreed that he salvaged it the he rest did. of it did look like a good kiss and i appreciate that give me the one awkward like laugh moment to begin with and then a really good kiss it's better than having like forcing a awkwardly angled kiss. Yes. And Especially then, on camera. And then you remember that your first kiss was really awkward. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, we were told that, you know, this is going to be a men's... men. The men will be giving out the roses, so it was going to be girls going home. We th- I thought another guy was going to show up, but... Oh, I also just want to mention Carl's, Carl's here. I don't know what he's going to do, but... He spoke for five seconds and reminded me that I did not like him. I don't care about Carl being here. Carl didn't get a blank just, slate for me. Yeah, it's like, Carl, too soon. We don't care about you. Yeah, yeah, really just so yeah, unfortunate. That part where she's asking him, what that one girl was like, what's your name? And he just was completely ignoring her. Very weird. Very weird. Um, But right at the end, Demi showed up. And we know that Demi is there to just fuck shit up. She knows what to do when she gets to paradise. This is not her first rodeo. She's done the engagement. She's done all those other things. She's here to fucking make out with a ton of different people and for couples to break up or make up or get some little love triangles so that there's so that there's some drama. I want to know how much Demi got paid to do this because I feel like they just gave her a fat check and said, get in there yeah. and stir it up. Needed it. Don't get engaged. Everybody like paired off and was like all happy. And, like yeah. the girls, like Kelsey, Natasha, um, Deandra, like they were like, oh, uh, okay. Like hope another guy shows up. Everybody's like already in love. Yeah, this is going to be very interesting. I wonder how the crowd is going to react to Demi after this because I feel like everyone needs to remember yeah. Demi's going in there to entertain. Yeah, like people, sure. they can't take it seriously because if they take it seriously, everyone's going to hate Demi and they're going to yeah. turn on Demi. But I think if you just look at it in the lens of like, we know what she's there yeah. for, and she's then people not will appreciate it. No, there's like, no way she's taking it seriously. She's yeah. going in there like this is one big fucking joke. Yeah, and I'm she was hitting on up. David Spade as soon yeah. as she walked in. David Spade and Demi might fuck. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Anything could happen this season. Exactly. She's there to stir the pot, make things happen, which we're definitely going to going to see. There was a lengthy promo at the end of the episode which honestly was better than the entire rest of the episode those three minutes or however long it was were juicy ton of makeouts a lot of people making out with other people demi making out mm. with a bunch of people grocery store joe looked like he told serena that she's the second girl he's ever loved it's <laughs> working then kendall shows up oh, oh thomas and becca joe. oh thomas and becca Jeez, i'm rolling my eyes <laughs> I, you know I would like to give Thomas a second chance, but uh, just the way he's going to come into paradise just reminds me, and this is a looks thing, 
and attitude wise, like just reminds me of Josh Murray so much. I still feel like PTSD from Josh Murray on Bachelor in Paradise. Josh Murray's kissing noises. That's all I have yeah, to say. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. So I guess that's gonna happen. <laughs> so I guess that wraps up this recap <laughs> yeah oh want to give a little special mention to brendan we didn't talk about him at all oh yeah brendan's looking hot brendan is looking hot who was brendan was brendan making like was brendan making out with anybody in the teaser we saw him making out with demi right but during the episode he was he paired off with anybody oh i'm not I wasn't don't it him either. on the beach at night with natasha natasha that else? no that was natasha yeah but it seemed like he was one of the only ones who was talking to multiple girls again. Joe, which is funny because I'm pretty sure you can fact check me on this, but I'm pretty sure he was like straight up dating Piper before they went to Paradise. Um, Piper is absolutely going to show up at some point, mm-hmm. uh, and I will see what happens. But like that's what I'm saying. Like I'm pretty sure he was like had a something going on with Piper before they even before they even got there. So. I don't know if that'll play out a la Blake or not, but it should. We have a fantastic interview with Dorinda Medley. We absolutely love when she comes in. She's just a ball of energy. She's and great. and I could honestly sit and listen to her tell stories for hours. I get hours. I get chills listening to her talk. It's just great. She just has the best stories. We're so excited. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. All right, everyone, we are here with a very special guest. We have Dorinda Medley, whose book, Make It Nice, is out now. Welcome back to the show, Dorinda. I was going to see if they could guess who it was by my voice. <laughs> Easily, right? Easily. I have a very distinct yes. voice. <laughs> I've, now, I haven't seen you girls since you started. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while, and you gave me that beautiful denim jacket that I no longer have because Hannah has taken it. But if I tell you the amount of people that have stopped me about that jacket. And it was so fun watching your rise to great success. So congratulations on that. Thank you so So much. much. And I'm happy it's being passed I was just going to say, I feel like it's a compliment that Hannah took it because Uh, I feel like Hannah is very trendy and knows what's cool. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, she she took that and she took a very nice Balmain dress. So her tastes are up there. Amazing. Okay, I love that. It's a compliment to us. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Now, I want to know if I do a good interview, if I get this incredible plush toy that's in front of me. (laughs) That thing is everything. That is uh, a big prize that you really got to fight for that's friends right. and she's very so great, the, these things protective are over them squishmallows i have two at home believe yeah, it or not really i have the donut and i have okay. the penguin perfect <laughs> yes um they that's they, beulah by the way she's that's named her name beulah um they they sent a bunch of them and they're in. great well but, squish toy i would yeah. like beulah sent yeah. to me immediately <laughs> you, can, you can hang out with beulah right yeah now. perfect because she is lovely this looks like a sunday afternoon to me i yeah. know wait they're till great. hannah sees this yeah <laughs> with Are the hair gonna and pass everything? everything along to hannah that we have <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes in my house <laughs> i love it i love it well we're so excited about the book 
I am too. And you look great. Make it nice. What, what more else can you, you say? What else could you name the book, <laughs> what right? What more can you say? I said to Hannah the other day, I think I'm going to have to put on my gravestone, made it nice. <laughs> <laughs> Cocktails at seven, because it is such, people identify with me with that phrase everywhere I go. I was in London, I remember, right before uh, the pandemic, yeah. and I just was checking into the Barclay Hotel, and I thought, oh, great, I can be that person, that London person again. And someone literally went by in a cab and yelled, make it nice! <laughs> I thought, oh, my God. That's <laughs> amazing. Even here at two? Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. And, and in your book, you mentioned, like, when you first were on Housewives and people started recognizing you and you were like, I can't go out in pajamas anymore. Now, when's the last time you stepped out of your house in pajamas all of quarantine yeah <laughs> okay there we go i'm happy to hear no, that because you, know you are no, you know, I, I, right I have now, to say obviously. my i was never a big tracksuit person or sweat person yeah. i'm just i don't know i'm a person that gets up and gets dressed yeah i've all oh, i'm a mom right yep. <laughs> so and um i just bring, think it brings order to your life uh you know i'm not a big lounger like that but my tracksuit game is on point after <laughs> the pandemic yeah i mean it's i had to make a whole new area of my closet I think you and everybody else right? really yeah. had to make a lot more room for all the sweatshirts and sweatpants. Well, and, and also, too, make room in your head that you can actually... Like, I was buying expensive track shoes. Yeah. I would yes. never have thought of that, but right. I'm like, I want a Fendi track suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're making it classy. You're yeah. making, you're making yeah. the track suit into a whole outfit when yes. you go out. Yes, Correct. definitely. What uh, motivated you to write this book? And it's you're telling your whole story. I am telling from beginning yeah. to end, from birth to today. Um, you know, it was very, it was Fortuna the way it happened. I was put on pause at Real Housewives mm-hmm. in New York City. I don't know if you knew that. Yes. Is that a surprise? <laughs> what, can, <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. Can you explain I that whole know. situation to us? I did read that in the book that you said, you know, you were put on pause. It's a very specific. It's like time, you put in I, a time out? I think, like, it, <laughs> I think it's a very specific word they made just for me. So yeah. I actually feel very special, right? Right. I and never I think, heard and that I, and I, for someone else. Yeah. And I also think it kind of didn't, it somehow didn't offend the, um, the, the fans, what fans I have out there, right? It kind of made them feel like it's okay. Right. Um, and that sort of happened right in, in September. And I had just strangely in August bet, was speaking to Simon & Schuster about doing yeah. a book. They had approached me before, but I just never saw myself in that space or just thought, um, you know, it takes time. Yeah. And, you know, you, it's a different mindset. And I'm not exactly – I mean, someone said the other day in the Boston Globe, this woman, this, you know, she I – don't, I don't know. Now she's a writer or something like that. And I'm like, no, I'm not. That's the whole point. That's why it was so hard. I'm now an author. Yeah. But it, writing is hard. Yeah. And it's a commitment. And it's a decision. And it's another layer you decide to offer to your audience because in order to write a book – well, I think you have to put yourself out there again. Yeah. And, you know, I was it was quarantine, and the trifecta was I was back at Bluestone Manor. Right. You know, back in Great Barrington where it all be- began. So I thought, you know, maybe it's time to just sit and be still and stop doing and start writing. And I spent a lot of time with my parents, which was such is the blessing mm-hmm. of, of that period. And I was going through all my old you know, albums, albums yeah. and hear books and marriage albums. I mean, and I just started saying to myself, who are all these girls? 
Right. Like I revisited Dorinda again. I revisited Dorinda Sincala and Dorinda Medley and Dorinda as a young mom and Dorinda Medley and Dorinda at weddings and Dorinda, you know, as a widow. It was really a, a beautiful process for me. That sounds like a very therapeutic experience. It was. Mm. And what was the writing process like for you? Like terrible. In terms of, <laughs> in terms of like your day to day work on it, I had to make it a discipline. Yeah. And Hannah was such a huge help because Hannah is a classist and she's a big writer and a huge reader and a absolute academic in all ways. And she really, you know, because we spent a lot of time together during yeah. the quarantine. And she just really dragged it out of me. You know, I'm a great talker. Listen, if you want to have a cocktail party and you need someone to talk, invite Dorinda Medley. (laughs) I could talk about laundry, okay, and probably take them home at night. They'd be so interested, right? We're one and the same. I'm great at that. (laughs) But that discipline of sitting and going through that process, you know, I thought I was so interesting. And I remember once I said to Richard, who was a huge writer, and he wrote, and you know for every publication and was on the council of foreign relations and that was his was a professor i said you know richard i think i am really interesting as a person like people <laughs> i think i would I be love it. Yeah. i mean i am one hell of an interesting woman i'm gonna write a book i swear to god he rarely ever laughed at me he <laughs> laughed with me a lot he was like are you kidding me you can't shut your mouth yeah 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 <laughs> you like people too much yep so, you know, it was a big, huge discipline, and Hannah was a huge help, and I had to schedule myself, like put my alarm on and go to the back room of Bluestone Manor, and it's quiet, and it's beautiful, and I literally would sit there from 10 to 12.30, eat lunch, yep. cry my eyes out, and go back up there at until like 3, 4 o'clock, four yeah. days a week. So it was basically like having a job. Like a, it was, a, otherwise, it would have never gotten done. On top of all yeah. the other things you do, just another job. It would have never gotten done. It would have, because I'm distracted by everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I, ask, I also think that maybe the pause for writing this book and work, those two things combining is for the best because we know that you know, the women writing books has very much been a topic of conversation yes. during the season. Well, you know what? And the thing is, you can't write a good book unless you're totally, well, and I'm hoping, I'm assuming it's a good book. You can't write a book you're proud of. Yes. Or a book that you're, you think is worth giving to the world unless you've had a lot of time to write it, rewrite it, rethink it, yep. re-edit it, live in it, discuss it with other people. Because remember, I have a lot of other characters in my life. I have Hannah. Yep. I have Richard's stepchildren. I have my parents. I have my brothers. I have old boyfriends. I have, you know, my yep. my my old, my um husband, my ex-husband. You know, Richard, I couldn't speak to, so he was yes. okay with everything. <laughs> but, you know, I wanted to make sure I struck that balance to tell my story without telling their story. Right, right. Well, you've... What's so fascinating, too, is so many people know you from Housewives. And this is a way... There's so much we didn't know. Because we That's do see a lot of... We, we, we Richard and, and mourning his death, I feel like, you know, there was a lot of that on the Speak show. Speak of it. Yes. You know, I think people spoke... That's the thing that I realized. I, I was able to let people know my husband had passed. Yes. So I was talking to him, to the world as a widow of someone that had yes. passed. I don't think people really understood the process I mm-hmm. went to, to, you know, to live it. That's a, it's a very, very different. different thing to talk about someone that's already passed because 
the gift of that is that you can turn them back into what you know the the beautiful times you know mm. the restored person but i don't think people ever walked in my shoes while i was going through it when it wasn't mm. nice right. when it was terrible for the family when he was sick and the family was sick you know i always say if you learn anything going through a process like that and journeying someone to their death is not only is the person sick, but the family gets sick mm. because your whole life becomes that person. Yeah. Yeah. And we, the, on, on top of that, the relationships you had pre Richard, we did not really know about. We, you know, we yeah. knew Hannah's dad was a man that existed and you had a good relationship. Yeah. But hearing, reading about how you guys met in those early years of marriage and living this life in London that that by the way was I, I lavish. Thought, I thought that the truth of the matter is if I hadn't divorced Hannah's father, I would still be in London. Right. So not only was it sort of, you know, I was there and I was sort of an expat. No, I was part of the British world because my husband was Scottish and, yep. and we were going to stay there forever. So that was a big, not only physical shift, but mental shift because I had to make that decision when I married Ralph that that's going to be my life. I'll go home two, three times a year maybe and I'm going to, you know, be that person. Now, looking back on all the things that you've been through, all the things you wrote about, would you say that you feel like you came out on the other side of each of those situations? You know how when you're in a situation, you feel like you're never getting out of it. Do you feel a little more at peace with a lot of the things that you wrote about? I feel more, of course, but I feel proud of myself. Like, mm. I, I, I'm like, God, I was a pretty strong, badass woman even early on. And I made some very important decisions that not only changed my life, but in a lot of ways changed Hannah, or could have potentially been not great for Hannah, right. but because of the way Hannah and her father navigated it, we navigated it together because of our intent, because of the way I, you know, I had a vision for not only myself, but for my daughter. And I was very, very aware of that vision. And it didn't always work out the way I wanted. And it, you know, took these twists and turns, but I really feel like Overall, with so many different experiences, I kind of managed them well. Mm -hmm. And obviously with Hannah and your life, you're very busy. You have all these things. You're very in tune with yourself. How do you manage her life as well? Because as somebody, I feel like I can't even take care of myself. Well, Hannah's 27 yes. now, mm -hmm. so that's the one thing. But Hannah has always, it wasn't, I think the thing that's interesting, you got to remember too, the audience only met me post Hannah like right. not the Hannah still not mm. my daughter still but I mean she was no longer living at home she was an adult yeah so you never really saw Dorinda as a mom right and that was my everything like and Hannah still is my everything but you know now she has her mm. own life and her boyfriend and her apartment and you know, I'm still hugely part of her life but when Hannah when I was in that time in my life she was my focus she was my north like I had to navigate even my working career. Yeah. I navigated against Hannah and how it would affect her. And her father was always, not only her father, but Richard, we always worked on a team as that. Yeah, that that is one of my um, you know favorite things, seeing that, because you also included a little bit of what Hannah had said um, when Richard had passed and the words that she said, which were so beautiful. But the like you said, the um, we haven't seen the younger mom years now seeing the older mom years i love the story of hannah having the nice clothes 
that she stuffed under the bed. <laughs> That's a true story. And that you <laughs> realized she stuffed and gave them to Goodwill because she wasn't well, taking good you care know of them. What it was I was I was always straddling because I didn't grow up with it. right. I, mean, I grew up a beautiful childhood, but you know, four kids, we never had a lot. I didn't know at the time we didn't have a lot, but you know, I started working very young. And we just didn't have abundance. And when I wanted that for myself, it trickles down to your kids, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to straddle making sure that they don't you assume it. You don't see it. a lot of Upper East Side moms doing things yeah. like that. So <laughs> I realized that Hannah was no longer, it. you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go to Bergdorf's and buy something. And she, you know, for me, I was still excited about it. But for her, it yeah. was becoming her norm. Yeah. And that was really my fault, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So I had to kind of teach her. She remembers that to this day. Oh, hi. That's, she remembers I, that story to this day. She was coming back. She's like, oh, mom, thank you so much for cleaning up my room. I'm like, uh, no, I didn't clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that that it will be so impactful because I think there are a lot of moms out there that threaten that. Yeah, no. And who don't actually that was do my, it. <laughs> you know, I always say about my moment at um, Bluestone Manor when I yell out, make it nice. Mm -hmm. It's not really, it's the sentiment. Yeah. You know, we all as mothers or as people doing stuff for people or entertaining we get to a moment where we're fed up it really is i'm fed up and that was my sort of fed up moment because i realized it is difficult to raise these kids in these environments because they just all have so much yeah mm -hmm. and you don't want them to not have but you want to manage it because you know it's you go out in the real world it is hard mm -hmm. unless you have a huge trust fund or something it is hard yeah yeah. And pretty fast. Extremely. Yeah. Especially in this city. And I think that it's a good thing that you know that growing up without having that. Because if you grew up having all of this already, then you wouldn't be able to teach your daughter otherwise. Well, you know what's so funny? When I was back at during back at home during COVID and stuff in quarantine, and I would every morning kind of get up from Bluestone Manor and go visit my mom and dad, and I found myself laying in my twin bed. Like, yeah. I was like, this is cozy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember, and my mother would, I'd be like, Mom, can you make me a grilled cheese yeah. sandwich? You know, I fell right back into it. And I was looking at my closet. So I shared a room with my sister, yeah, Melinda, okay, who yeah, we yeah, all yeah. know and love. Yeah. And our closet was tiny. Yeah. And I never remember thinking that was odd. Right, right. Yeah. That's, and that's what's one of the greatest things about, you know, parents or grandparents that continue to stay in that house or be in that. Like, yes. My, my mom's uh, parents are still in that same house that they grew up in in Queens. And when we go, like my, my mom and her sister have had that moment as well when they've had to stay for a night or something and they look at each other and they're like, how did we live? Like this? <laughs> oh, no, it's a total concord back to youth. Yeah. I mean, I have I have every religious statue still in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. I said to my brother after I slept over when I'm like, how did I ever have sex? Yeah. Because I've got the cross in front, Virgin Mary on the left, St. Anthony, yeah. St. Joseph. Saint, I mean, there's a saint for yeah. everything. Yeah. I'd spend the first 10 minutes of my day yeah. kneeling, bowing, yeah. kissing, yeah. hugging, you know, stabbing down the holy water, yeah. making yeah. sure, okay. Yes, and before bed, too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's no wonder that we ever left and you know had sex yeah. <laughs> thank god yeah uh, bluestone manor has become so iconic and i did see today yes a people exclusive that you will be able to stay yep. potentially at bluestone manor how about that that is i'd love to stay that's what I, I think about it i'm <laughs> surprised yeah, i'm but, surprised but in a good way i'm surprised you would 
allow something no, like that. No, because it's a very unique experience. Yes. When they first came to me, I thought, I'm not letting someone stay <laughs> in my house for a week. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But you don't they, know who they no, are. No, but it's just a, It's they're doing these great experiences when they're trying it out, I think, with me. And just let me preface it by saying people think that Bluestone Manor is like an urban legend. Yes. I, mean, I don't think they think it's real. They think yeah. it's some, I yeah. mean, even yeah. with the, the way fish, you talk about even it. Even with yeah. the fish room scenario, like, yeah. it's like people like, People were devastated when they heard I redecorated the fish room a little bit. Angry, yeah. like angry <laughs> damn. How dare you? <laughs> Who the hell do you think you are? I'm like, ah, my the house. owner of my house? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I could sell the, a night in the fish room alone, right. I mean, I could basically, you know, not have to give Hannah anything she wanted. <laughs> yeah. like, no, no. But you know what I mean? Um but I think it's a bit of an urban legend. And even when I do Zooms and they open up and I'm in that blue room and the big paintings, mm-hmm. people are like, oh my, oh my God, you're there. I'm like, well, where, where else would I be, right? right. Yeah. So, um, and I also love when people come up to visit and you guys don't see Bluestone Manor because you see it in the vision yeah. of how we film it. Yeah. And people love it. Yeah. Like people love this character, Bluestone Manor. And I just, when they uh, approached me and said, you know, would you consider, uh, uh, like, it's an overnight, two overnights. Yeah. You can don't, you know, we're going to donate all the proceeds to charity. You know, that's always a great buzzword yep. to me. Yep. Um, Ronald McDonald House, you know, we're going to vet. The, it's not like I'm opening up the door yeah. and anyone that wants to walk in. I mean, Airbnb is one of those professional places. Mm-hmm. I ticked and tied all of that. And, you know, they're going to have security there. And, and I just thought. It's a great story. Like, I am yeah. dying to hear what people, because afterwards I get to interview these two people. Okay. Oh, and nice. then I get, then I'm going to have a virtual cocktail party for all people that didn't get the stay or right. didn't right, get right, chosen right, right. for the stay. And then I, they can buy tickets to that. I just want to see what people think. Oh, like if they, if it, it. lets, oh. if they, if it's as great as they yeah, think, yeah, yeah. if it's not, was it as you expected? Yeah. You know, did you know that it had 18 acres? Because you don't know all that. You got to remember, I have huge grounds that you guys never see. Right. People are going to freak gonna out. They're going to love it. Also, are <laughs> you, how, how love it. much say do you have in who's staying in the house? Um, I, you know, I trust Airbnb yeah, and yeah. we've, you know, you we set up all that and yeah. this is we've been talking about this for months because obviously when they first came I just couldn't get my head around it but then as we talked about it I actually think it could be an ongoing thing folks I, I'm thinking Christmas <laughs> that, oh, oh my god and I'm thinking I, I need to walk out I'm of the bedroom <laughs> that would be I mean Christmas or Halloween get, Halloween would be amazing you could Christmas do all would holidays be amazing. Christmas yeah. is amazing because I feel like there are so many fans of you and of just the character Bluestone Manor yes. that would be like, I that is going to be the Christmas present for you know someone Do you I love hear who a fu- loves a funny all story this. The hand is after that you know I was put on pause or whatever from yep. everybody so uncomfortable with that everybody yep. kind of but um, Hannah came in and I was sort of laying in bed and I'm like wow okay and she says mom listen let me ask you a question now I've been decorating since Hannah. Like Hannah came home from the hospital. She was born on December 26th. She came home to a fully decorated house to the point when Hannah was like eight years old. She said to me, "You know, other people don't have like seven Christmas trees or something <laughs> crazy like that." Yeah. Yep. So after the whole thing, I was laying in bed, kind of thinking back in Bluestone Manor, and she says, "Mom, 
you're still going to decorate, right? <laughs> Very said, important. Yes, of course. Oh, that's so funny. That was her yeah. takeaway. Yeah, yeah. So right, not, <laughs> right. Not like, are you okay? How are you doing? It's like, the ha- you're still going to like, yeah. you're still going to make it nice. you're okay. <laughs> you're still going to make it nice. Now, we, we, ha- we have to ask if you have been watching any of this season that is going on right now. I have. There are a lot of rumors circulating that it's just not quite the same without you. The ratings have declined. Well, I'm on pause, so I'm, <laughs> not, I'm like a Memrix tape. I just can't speak. Listen, maybe something's missing. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, We think there might be. How? Listen, they had a really tough season. I Very mean, much. So. I have to say, it's not like, and people that say, oh, but the other franchise, well, you got to remember, because I lived it. We're filming in New York City. Yeah. Then there was a and our life in New York City is restaurant and people yep. and events. Social and I'm not, life, you know, yeah. I'm not trying to smooth the question over, but it's true. I came back to New York City a couple times during it, and it, there's nothing going on. We girls are people that on the show think about the episodes. It's jam packed with events yep. and people and activities. So you have to kind of take those. that consideration. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, the world and I think- was just, you know, not in a great place. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to remember places like New Jersey and even Beverly Hills, which is, you know, fascinating this year. uh, They had their big houses. Mm. They had, you know, their glam rooms. So I don't know. I think we have to. Right. Big yards outside. Everyone can hang out in the backyard. Yeah. I mean, the New York Housewives are the New York Housewives. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Period done. (laughs) Now, if the pause were to unpause. Press play. If you were to pause. press play, <laughs> Vandy Cohen says we're pressing play. Do you? Are you along for you, that? You never know. You never know. Okay. You never ever know. You know, life change. You like you like I say in the book, just yep. live chapter to chapter. Mm. I am now focused on my book and my the Airbnb, yep. and I have a Bluestone Manor bourbon coming out and wow. a candle. And I candle sounds amazing. It's amazing. And I'm doing I don't even know what Bluestone Manor smells like. I just imagine it's still great and it I just would know be the candle, in that candle. Needs yeah. to be and in I this did room. this I did this Bluestone Manor bourbon because it just it used to be a speakeasy in the early twentieth century. And during quarantine, like I found myself sipping late night on dark liquor. <laughs> I'm like, this is so Bluestone Manor and so sexy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Dim right? lighting. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm a just nice going to go into yeah. the library and yeah. have a small little glass of, uh, you know, yep. bourbon. Fireplace. Yes, it's yep. true. So it just seemed fitting. And then, you know, I, I got this. I, I was so, it was so great. I got this great partnership with Nutrisystem, I guess, because I, they looked at me on my Instagram and said, girl, that girl. When they asked me to do it, when they asked me to do it, they're like, "Oh, you have a call with Nutrisystem." I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> so the girl, they're like, "Hello, Jordan. You know, you always make it nice, and we just here at Nutrisystem would love for you to be an ambassador." And I'm thinking, "Huh? I'm both insulted and honored." <laughs> it is a little bit of both, right? <laughs> but I lost 16 pounds. Well, that's fantastic. Because we, I, so many of us gained weight. You know, it was mm-hmm. like a free for all. It was. It, it was a free was. for all. It, it so, like I mean, when you sit in that elasticated pants every yeah, yeah. day, it is not good. <laughs> no, the no. first time putting jeans back on was tough. Was assaulting. It was yeah. rude. It, it was, was assaulting. Rude. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why is there a crease there? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But you know, we're so excited for everything that you have coming up. Hopefully, you know, 
fingers crossed. I've been watching all of this season. I it's just not the same without you. Well, I'll say it. You. I think a lot of people feel that way. So hopefully, you know, that can change, but we'll see what happens. The last thing, because I feel like you were able to reflect so much on your housewives time in the book. What to this day now is your favorite Dorinda ism or your favorite like favorite thing people yell at you because well, I feel like there's so I, many now. I mean, listen, there's the everybody I think everybody is I, the summertime go-to is not well bitch. I mean, yeah. I don't know what it <laughs> is about summer. And I think it was summer. also the covid then, one as yes. well. Oh, like I think that it. went wild. I couldn't, like, I couldn't keep <laughs> I decided during covid to start Shopify and put my you know someone I, someone came to me and said, "Why don't you make a couple mugs?" I did this not well bitch mug. Yeah. I ordered like, I don't know, 250. I put them up they were gone like the next day. Yeah. I'm like, "What?" I made my 90-year-old father <laughs> pack these things up my father called one morning I'm like listen we've got to bring out like 200 packages he's like I listen I'm tired I'm like tired <laughs> we are running a company chop chop <laughs> now bring that red truck up here and let's get going sir <laughs> I love it um, so I love that but I think my one of my classic moments that always makes me laugh because I know where my head was mm. was clip yeah <laughs> because I was so hungover okay <laughs> It's always the I best time. I was so over it. I yeah. wanted to cancel going to the scene that yep. day. So I, I kind of was like, okay, we're done now. Clip. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Clip. Even the guys, Clip. these great Bronx guys in the corner, was like, they were like cu- t- yeah. hovering from me. Mm. That is the one that I think anytime people just picture it in their mind, it makes them laugh. Yeah, it makes them you laugh. Know, instantly yeah. or smile, laugh, whatever it is. It's one of... By far, and the best I love when Sonia goes, "Oh yeah, you're a businesswoman." Yeah. <laughs> it's just too good. Yeah, yeah, it really, it really is fantastic. Have you been able to stay in touch with the the yeah. women? Yeah, yeah. You got to remember, I'm not friends with these girls because of the show. I was friends with them yeah. before. Yeah. I mean, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting Ebony yet because yeah. I missed, and I'm sure we would get along like a house on fire. And Leah, I stay in touch with. She's yeah. great. You know, I miss being, I miss, you know, kind of participating with her on her second season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the other girls, I mean, maybe not one, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, what do time, they feel about the pause? Time heals everything. What do they think about what? What do they think about the pause? You know, I, I, they, they love me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a funny thing. We are, we, we talk to each other often on the show and yes, of course, Housewives is a big part of our lives. But our friendship's a big yeah. part of our lives. I think people think that all we do, you know, we film for the four months, and then we're friends. Right. We go to lunch. We talk about it, of course, and we gossip about it. But, you know, they, they we're friends. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> you know, period. Yeah. Well, I just was talking to Luann the other morning, actually, and we were having a big laugh about something. And, uh, you know, we had that moment where we were like, this would have been one of those great housewife moments. Yeah, and we love Luann. Because we have coffee because she's an early riser yes. like me. So she's always like, D, are you up? It's like, you know, 7, yeah. 10. I'm like, yep, yeah. I'm up. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Yeah. What's, what do you need to chat about? But that's great. We love to hear that. And like you said, we hope that you can, you know, we'll hope something happens in the future. That's all we're yep. going to say. But I've never maybe Bluestone Manor. Maybe Bluestone Manor. Maybe we should be talking to Andy about doing something at the famous. If Airbnb wants to do something at Bluestone Manor, that's very true. Why there you go. Going? That if is you're very listening. true. If it's good enough for you Airbnb, girls can come up. Oh, <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> yeah, let's look quite literally a dream. Um, 
The book is available everywhere books are sold. Uh, everywhere books are sold, sold, and you can download it digitally. And the great thing about that is they came to me and they said, do you want to do the audio? Yes. Or just someone, you want someone else? Yeah. And I thought, That's you have I to do it. No, do also, it. you have a great speaking voice. Well, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Audio. Like, if you're going to listen to Dorinda Medley's book, you want to hear it in Dorinda Medley's voice. Yeah. And, it, and doing the audio was hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's not easy. No, every time I, I mean, I literally bawled my eyes out. I mean, the, my most happy chapter to talk about was Hannah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's sentimental, but happy. Yeah. My saddest chapters were talk, to talk about, God, I'm going to cry now, were my grandparents. I forgot how much I missed them. Yeah. Oh. Like, I really missed them. And, of course, Richard. I'm going to cry no, again. I, I, I know, no, but it's, okay. about, it's one thing writing them and not it, the yes. verbal, speaking it out I loud. Had to, I would be like, I would start talking about Richard. Like, and the day we found out, I'm like, hold on a second. I'll be yeah. right back. This, this wonderful woman, Randy, that did it with me, it was so patient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a beautiful process. And I think everybody will appreciate and feel that when they read the book. So please make sure you go pick up a copy of Make It Nice. We have ours. We love it. And we know you guys will have it too. Thank, Thank you so you much. For Thank you so much for coming. That was great. Beautiful. That wraps up today's episode of Chicks in the Office. Make sure you're subscribed to us on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen. And we love you guys. We'll talk to you on Friday.